0: All right, everybody. We're here with the Barons of Boston podcast. My name is Joe Zanke, your host, um, co-founder, COO of On Demand Storage. And today my guest is Pam Barty. She is a serial real estate entrepreneur. Pam, how are you doing? I'm doing
1: awesome. Thank you so much for having me. How's your day going?
0: Oh, it's going great. It's going great. I'm pumped to have you here. Um, You know, we got to talk a little bit and meet over the phone before this. And, um, you know, I was very interested in everything we talked about. So now I'm glad that, um, you know, we can talk on this and, and share it with some more people because I think it's going to be a good one.
1: Absolutely, no. Thanks so much for having me on, and I know there's a lot of exciting things to talk about. The world these days seems to change by like the minute, so
0: literally know, by the you minute, know, you know. <laughs> this is probably changing as we're talking right now. So I know.
1: <laughs> what, else, what else is new now? You know.
0: So look, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like I said, you the entrepreneur. You know, I know you have a lot going on, but why don't you fill us in on, um, you know, real estate? And I know you just started a new podcast, which is great. So yeah, yeah tell us a little bit about everything.
1: Super cool. So yeah, so I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started in small business when I was about 10 years old at my family's restaurant. Um, By the time I was 21, I had two of my own restaurants. And then shortly thereafter, somehow got bored, started in real estate development, uh, started flipping my first house and just absolutely fell in love with it. Um, Got my real estate license after that. And then you know, started building my own brokerage business. Um, so that was kind of my world. You know, it all kind of evolved on its own. So I got into real estate when I was about twenty one. I'm about to be twenty-nine on Sunday. So wow. I just yeah. turned
0: twenty-eight. So we're right yeah. at yeah. same <laughs> age.
1: Um, so basically been in real estate now for like eight years, seven, eight years now, which is kind of crazy to think about. But basically I have my my development company my construction company and also my brokerage company all sort of in one wheelhouse so that's the moshe group and i own the moshe group but we have you know different divisions moshe development moshe construction and the moshe group which is the brokerage end of things so that's the real estate side and then um like i said i had the restaurants i've sold and leased them all since then and now launched my podcast um underdog which is all about you know inspiring other people and empowering them and uplifting them through telling stories. Because what I found was throughout my journey, it's like, you know, what got me here to where I am today at a young age. And it's like, yes, it was a hustle, but it was the people who took the time out of their day to be like, you know, to help guide me and mentor me and say, Hey, Pam, I did this do it this way. So you don't make this mistake. You know what I mean? And I found that those stories were really powerful. Um, And so with that, I kind of shifted. and was like, all right, I think a podcast interviewing people because I love people and having them share their story will uplift others. So that's that's what I'm all about. So Underdog just came out two weeks ago, and we're slated to hit new and noteworthy. So I just got a call from my production team like earlier today, which is kind of crazy. I'm like, oh, my God, if we hit new and noteworthy, that's like crazy. So
0: excited. that's awesome. That's super awesome. Super.
1: Congrats yeah. on that.
0: I mean, that's fantastic. And I couldn't agree more with like interviewing people. That's why I started doing this. You know, and I'm this is... Probably my fourteenth, fifteenth episode or so, but um, you know, just talking to people, meeting people, uh, putting out content, you know, it's it's great, and I learn something new every time.
1: For sure, for sure, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? And just having fun with it, and having a blast. You never know, like. You never know people's stories, right? Until you actually get a chance to have a conversation with them. And it's a cool way to know people outside of business. You know what I mean? You get to know what they're actually all about, you know, because in business, sometimes, you know, you get caught up in the sales and like all of that, but it's awesome to f- be able to interview and find the authentic
0: yeah. person. Yeah, super, yeah, 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 it's, it's great. And it's great. And I think you brought up a really good point too, about like learning, you know, from other people not always what to do, but what not to do. I mean, people have experiences that I could tell you a lot of things just Ooh. from the four years I've been in business. Like, yep. I right, don't do this when you start. Don't do that when you start because I did it. And, um, you know, it's, and I'm sure you could say the same thing. And so, um, inspiring, you know, young entrepreneurs like that's. A, I think my audience is, is, is full of them. Um, yep. telling them what not to do is probably is, is just as good as telling them maybe what to do or, or just ideas of what not to do.
1: Absolutely. And I mean it's simple, right? Starting a business, a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do it when I get there. And it's like it's like becomes this big complicated thing. It's really not. No. Business is a matter of logistics, right? Like you just figure out what is your business? What what do you do? Are you a product? Are you a service? What is it? And then how do you gain clients and how do you make the sale? And yep. how do you read that and scale? It's Absolutely. just legit. Once you know the anatomy and the logistics of a business, you can Start any business, and you know you don't have to have like a crazy client base to start. I tell people, like, if you want to start, just start. Like you're gonna start off by having one client, then two clients. you nobody should ever expect to go into business and be become like a multimillionaire overnight. Do not <laughs> listen to social media. Don't look at these stupid Instagram pages. Make seven figures in thirty days. Like no, it doesn't work like that. You know, you start with one, and you just keep building little by little by little, and don't get discouraged with that. You know, just start. You know, I tell a lot of people start it as a side hustle and let it, you know, consume you afterwards too. It takes time to build a business, you know, especially if you're in the real estate sector, you know what I mean? In the brokerage or development, like these deals take a long time to close. So you're, you know, you're, these are long sales cycles. They're not like today for tomorrow. So you got to take your time, you know, and just, Go ahead first. Just don't think about it. I tell people this is the best example that I use. It's like jumping off a cliff. Do not, I mean, not like a like a um a diving board. Sorry, not a cliff. <laughs> a <laughs> like
0: diving. <the> diving board.
1: <laughs> not jump off a cliff. Please don't. don't. But um uh, jumping, it's like jumping right off a diving board. Like just don't think about it. Like you know the water is gonna like uplift you. You're gonna you're not gonna sink. You're gonna float right back up, but like just go for it. Like, what do you have to lose? What, and why not you? Right? Why not you?
0: It's it's a great outlook on it. And um it it's it's probably some of the best advice you give someone that's looking to start because you it's it's also true. You um you're gonna build your customer base and they're gonna refer you based on if, you know, how good of a job you do or how committed you are to them and and you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna do this, that, and the other thing. And don't worry about those things. They're gonna happen no matter if you have the most ironclad business plan of all time. You're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna Gonna, you're going to run into failures. Don't worry about them before they happen. Take them in stride. You know what I mean? Go, go after it. Go after it. And so that's a really good piece of advice that you're going to give, you know, that you would give somebody. My first question to you, and, you know, I don't know if, if that was as personal. That seemed like more of an advice than a, a personal anecdote. But my thing would be, you know, if you could go back to day one, well, you mentioned you were like 10 years old when you started, but let's say just day one of, um, of Moshe group. If you go back to day one of that, what would you tell yourself on the first day of starting the business?
1: First day of starting the business. So the thing with me is like, I, the way that I started was like, things just kind of happened on right. itself. Like I was like, Oh, I just want to get into real estate development because I'm just going to like, I'm just going to flip a couple houses and have it as a like an income stream on the side. I didn't think of it as something that I was going to dive head first into and then get into brokerage and get into all these things. So, you know, I would say like my, like if I could go back, probably financial forecasting a little bit, kind of being um, a little less risky, but I think like taking those steps are what got me to where I am. Because for me, I kind of like, I sometimes do things and just go for it. Like I'm such a daredevil that I'm just like, I'm just going to go like, boom, I'm just going to do it. And like, sometimes I don't think about like the financial implications sometimes. (laughs) So it's like just a little bit more financial preparedness, I would say, and budgeting. That'd probably be my big thing. But other than that, I have like no regrets. And it's crazy because, you know, you find yourself sometimes starting these little things. Right. And it's like that one thing could lead you to your life purpose. Right. 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 And you just don't know where that's going to be. And I tell people, I'm like, even if you have the weirdest job, like say you, you're a waiter, you're a waitress, whatever right? You should absolutely include that in your background because that is going to advance you later in the future. If you can multitask and you do all these things, that means you can handle pressure. And if you can handle pressure, you can be a very successful entrepreneur. And like, you can't any sort of whatever stepping stone you're at in life, you cannot let that sort of consume you. Like, Oh, I'm just waitering. Like, no, 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 that sets the stage later because I used to be a waitress and then I had my restaurants, right? And then those restaurants helped me be able to basically do the entire framework in construction because construction, although it's a totally different industry, has the same framework as a restaurant. You're managing people, you're doing this, there's a million things going on at once and all that. But the base of that started when I was a waitress.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you true. know, so
1: you can't ever tell yourself like, you know, wherever it is that you are right now, that is going to shape you in your future. So like, don't be ashamed of it. That's what I, that's what I always say. So. So yeah, definitely financial, financial budgeting and planning. Cause I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, I'll just pay it back later. Like I'll figure it out, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden like my credit cards were maxed out, like stuff <laughs> like that. So, you know, just the, that'd probably be the thing. That'd yeah,
0: probably- no, we made some of the same mistakes and I'm kind of like you where it's like, you know, if you, if it's, it's almost like you gotta listen to your gut and if your gut's screaming at you, it's yeah. like, all right, we'll figure out the money part of it later. But like, this is the right thing yeah. to do. And so yeah. that that can be a little bit tough to like hold back on. But, um, yeah. but I have a couple partners in what I do and, um, you know, oftentimes they can be a little bit like, like my leash, you know what I mean? Like I'll run to the end of it like a dog and then it'll grab me and they'll pull me back a little bit. Like, All right, Joe, like kind of, <laughs> you know, we can't, we don't want to dole out this much right now. So they're, they've, they've been kind of my support from that angle, but yeah, no, it's a great point. It's a great point. And, um, and you got to know your finances. You got to know, um, especially when you're going into something, you know, if you're bankable, um, that's a big thing of being an entrepreneur is, yeah. is knowing if you can get loans, knowing if, you know, if your credit's good. Um, those are just, those things that you should be paying attention to just in general. But, um, yeah. but if you're going to start a business, you know, start taking it seriously because, um, I mean, we're in our fourth, fifth year of business and we're still getting asked like every single time we want to take out like a little bit of money or borrow from a credit line for like a personal financial statement. It's like, you know what it is. You've, you've already asked me a few times, but you know, they have to go through their due diligence. So it's um, yeah. Planning financially is is definitely a big step that, that people should take, but also listening to your gut, which you, you seem like you do a lot of the time too.
1: Yeah. You, you got to, because it's like, you know, you have one thing in this life, right? You have one life to live. You're going to look back, I don't know, five, 10, 20, 30, 40 years and be like, Oh, I wish I did that. That terrifies me. People are like, what are you afraid of? I'm like, nothing except for snakes. Okay, let me take that back, snakes. I, <laughs> I it. But like, regret. You know what I mean? Like, how would I feel if I looked looked 10 years ahead and looked back on my life and been like, you know, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe I should have done that. Like, I, th- I can't imagine what that would feel like. Like, I want to be able to look back and be like, I freaking did every single possible thing to exhaust any opportunity that's ever come my way and I know it even sometimes you know sometimes you fail at certain things and that's okay but at least at the end of the day I can check box and say I tried that don't like it it's cool but it taught me this right, right. another thing is like you know you can come across something you're not good at it but at least you know right so you don't have that question mark in your head for for later or it leads you to something else to something else that you do like you know i realized that funny. in college When I was like in in these internships, I was like, I want to be in the nonprofit space. And then I interned at a nonprofit space. And I was like, oh, mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm," you know, but it was a lesson, you know? So, so I always tell people, I'm like, dude, just go for it. Like, it's fine. You
0: know, jump into it. it. Sometimes it's like, you know, I'll use a small amount of money. For example, it's like, am I going to look back, you know, three months from now and be like, oh, I'm so happy. I didn't like spend that $50 on some experience. No, you're just going to be like, I'm glad I did that. Maybe it was cool. Maybe it wasn't, but Hey, at least I got something out of it. And, um, I've been trying to do that a lot more lately is, is just like realize like, Hey, you might regret this one day, even if you don't like it, you know? Um, so it's a good point. So talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, I like to talk about technology. I think it's something that's transformed my business. I think it's something that, you know, we're really starting to take advantage of, um, lately more than anything, but, how do you see technology disrupting the real estate industry, I guess. And another question I had going off of that are, you know, maybe what are some things that you're seeing hold true despite technology disrupting, um, a particular part of an industry?
1: Yeah. So real estate is getting disrupted by technology in a positive way. I think, um, through marketing, right? Like the marketing Mm -hmm. is becoming unreal. Like these and COVID made this even more substantial, but like, you know, like the walkthroughs, the Matterport walkthroughs through like, whether it be residential, commercial, like, you know, you could walk through a space digitally before you even step foot in it, which is absolutely incredible. And that allows and opens the door for buyers all around the world. You know, people who are leasing all around the world to be able to do that. So you're opening it up to a global marketplace. So I think, um, it's disrupting real estate in a very positive way for marketing purposes, which I think is great because you're able to market this asset in the highest way possible, like in the best way possible. Absolutely. Next to that, but I, what I do think, and some people are like, well, technology is taking away from real estate. No, it's not like, you know, they're thinking about like brokerages like Zillow and, you know, Redfin and yeah, they do have some clients in the market, but the majority of clients out there on the brokerage front Are they still want an agent who's gonna see them face to face, talk to them on the phone, be, you know, text them, walk with them and see the different properties, like things like that. Like that part is still not lost. The personal touch in real estate is still not lost. I would say just the marketing has enhanced real estate transactions tremendously and it's really positive. And then it's still, and it's enhanced the broker, the broker slash agent relationship with the client, I would say. I think it's actually helpful to the real estate industry.
0: No, it's a great answer. I mean, um, I've seen it firsthand, you know, just going on. You know, I get a lot of, I have my real estate license as well, and I've been practicing a little bit in the background. But, um, you know, when I'm following my brokerage company, you know, I'm seeing a lot of these just virtual tours. And I'm like, that's so cool yeah. that like you can send that out to a thousand people and they can see it versus, you know, maybe the doing the one-on-one like, hey, let's go see this apartment. You go knock on a person's door, you disrupt their day, they're like making dinner, you walk in like, hey, do you guys like this place? That obviously, like like you mentioned, people, you know, certain clients, not certain clients, I think all clients probably want a bit of that, like when they're actually ready to buy and ready to do certain things. But the marketing aspect of it is incredible. And um, and it, it almost makes you feel like, like, why haven't we been doing this the whole time? Like, you know, why haven't we been at the very beginning of marketing a unit or marketing a condo or marketing a development, like why haven't we been kind of taking advantage of like how crazy this actually is that we can let everybody see this right from the jump and then narrow down the field of actual buyers to like a real field of people that have seen it and not just saying like kicking tires, you know?
1: You know what I think it is? It's because people were pushed to an uncomfortable limit with COVID and that's what I think is the beautiful part about this whole COVID situation. Everyone's like, it's so dark and gloomy. Oh, my God. And I'm like, man, if anything, this has pushed efficiency to the nth degree, right? Like nobody would be going crazy on these virtual tours if it wasn't for COVID, right? Like it, be- it almost made it mandatory to do that. And now that you set the president, you, you, you can't go back. Like you can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm just not going to do a virtual tour because now all the clients expect them, yes. you know, so this is one of these examples, how COVID has actually done positive, you know, it's made things a little bit more efficient. Like you go to, you can do things through city hall online now. And I'm like, wow, I've been asking for a decade why I can't just renew this business license online, you know, and now it's available online, you know? So it's like, it's that whole thing that, you know, when you get pushed outside your comfort zone, you're forced to adapt.
0: You definitely. Yeah. 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 And it it did it to the world, which is it did it on a massive scale. And so all the individuals had to follow, which is, I think personally has been very cool to see. I mean, um, I mean, me and you probably wouldn't be talking like we are right now if if it didn't happen. I didn't even really know what zoom was before COVID. And now I've been been talking to people all day. I've been interviewing people. It's been fun. So it's opened up a lot of different aspects, a lot of different doors. You just touched on, um, COVID obviously, you know, my next question was going to be in, you know, I think I like to, we just did it, but spin COVID as kind of like a uh, take some positives out of the giant negative that it may be. Um, so if if you've learned any lessons personally from dealing with it, you know, as a business or even just on a personal level that you could kind of use to encourage maybe some of our audience, Mia, um, would you mind sharing if, if there's, if there are any out there?
1: Yeah, for sure. I, so I would say, you know, it brought you outside of your comfort zone for a reason, right? And the world is adapting. And this is your chance to become more efficient, right? Like, can you like you, it was just proven you can work from home, legitimately, a lot of people. And then it's also now you like all business owners should be thinking, how can I scale in the online marketplace? Because it's obviously the future, right? So like, say, if we go into another shutdown, what's your business going to be like, you know, what, even when COVID disappears, it'll still be a massive presence. You know, how are you adapting? How is your business adapting to COVID and how is your life adapting with COVID? Because we're still in it right now, but afterwards, post COVID, I think there'll still be a lot of after effects. All the things that were implemented during COVID, I believe will stay if they're proven to be efficient. So like my, my lessons, like for me, my businesses I can do, I can do from anywhere, right? Like my construction sites were still going. I kept my guys social distance on, on job sites and stuff like that. So for me, it was like, I'm used to working from home. I'm used to working from my car, you know, it's like the mobile office. Like I'm used to being in and out all the time and utilizing technology, like phone calls and like, you know, FaceTime and stuff like that to connect with clients. So it's like, how, what are you doing in your business to enhance that? So like, for example, brick and mortar stores, like, how are you creating more of an online presence? So you're not counting on people walking in every right. day that it's not your door to door retail, how are you expanding? So this is everybody's thought to really set back and reflect on business strategy, and how sustainable it is for the future. And what's coming? You know, we're in a new decade now. And like I said, COVID sort of set the precedent at this point. So how are you going to adjust and adapt?
0: Yeah, no, definitely. And I mean, um, I think it's, it can be used as like, you know, people have to take the time to look at themselves in the mirror and say, how am I going to get better? You know, how am I, how am I, like you said, it's, it's just given us the opportunity to, um, get out of the rat race of life for a second. I mean, obviously okay. our businesses are still continuing to go and we're continuing to work every day and, and work really hard. But at the end of the day, I mean, doing a lot of time to kind of self-reflect you are doing a lot of time, spending a lot of time in your house, you know what I mean? Where you could just say, Hey, look at, look at the world around me, look at my world. Where do I want to be? What do I want to do? How can I get better at certain things? And, um, and it's, it's, it's proven that, you know, if you actually take the steps to to go a certain direction that you want to go, you can get there. Um, and it, like you said, it's made people adjust. It's made people uncomfortable take a step out of their comfort zone, which is something that I think people should be practicing all the time. You know what I mean? Is try something new, see if you like it, try something hard. You know what I mean? I've always been That's someone that likes doing things that I'm good at, but, um, and then you get put in your place when you try something hard, but it's right. like, what even if it's not starting a business, you know, go try a new skill, learn how to like box or something, you know I mean? do do just do something that's going to make you, um, that's going to make you take that step and make you get better.
1: Totally. Totally. And that's, that's exactly what my thought process was too. It's like what, you know, th- this year I feel like was a big man in the mirror year, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. It really was. So it's like, reflect on like, how are you going to get better? Right. How are you going to get better? How's your business going to get better? How are you going to make life better with your job, your family life? Like focus on how it's going to enhance everything in the world for you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that's, that's what I would take out of it because this is a big reflection year for me. It's like, what can I do better? What can I do differently? COVID made me step back and sort of think about that. Think about my strategy very closely. What makes sense in my life? What doesn't? What thing you know? What things aren't efficient? Different things like that.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of good stuff in there. So I mean, um, one of the last questions I like to ask is, uh, you know, I've been one thing I've been trying to do a lot more of is read during this time. You know, what I mean, especially at the beginning, there's only so much Netflix you can watch and so much other kind of crap on TV. So I've been trying to learn. I've learned, you know, a lot of good things um, just reading different books, whether it's business or nonfiction. So have you got any books that? maybe you would recommend to our audience if they're trying to start a business or maybe just even a book out there that kind of had a big impact on your life.
1: For sure. Um, I would say the secret by Rhonda Byrne. It's a really big one. Um, Talks all about the law of attraction and different things like that. There's a lot of books that I love, but that one I love in particular because that really is the one that taught me about my mindset. You know what I mean? Like being in states of gratitude and like things like that, like, What I came to learn is like business is actually a very spiritual thing. Money is a very spiritual thing. And it's like you can hustle and hustle and hustle all you want. But if your mentality is not in line and your mindset is not in line with your business, it's going to be like a rat race for you too. You know what I mean? Like Once you start to shift your mind state and get into the law of attraction, like positive thoughts, positive energy, like this kind of thing, everything shifts. And I got into it about, I want to say three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that really was like an eye-opener for me it's like wow you know my thoughts they, they are really if you read the book like it's so amazing like your thoughts transmute a specific type of energy out to the world right so it's like if it's positive you're gonna get more positive back if it's negative you're gonna attract more of the negative negative. and I, like it sounded so stupid when I first was like yeah okay you know and then like I started reading it and I started actually practicing it and I was like Holy cow. Like, and it started changing my mindset and like getting into gratitude. Like it's like more and more things started coming. I was like, Whoa. And things really transformed and took off on its own. Um, because you can get caught up in life's craziness too. You know, as a startup entrepreneur, things can get really stressful and all you're concerned about is like, how do I pay all these people back? How do I do all these things? You know, like how can I elevate? and do all these things. And you get caught in that, in your mind. and you don't realize that's actually like pulling you back. So, um, being in a constant state of gratitude and that book will tell you all about it and implementing with positivity is huge. It's huge. It'll be huge for you. And it sets the precedent for your businesses to follow too. I'm talking more on to the, all the entrepreneurs out there, but even just anyone who doesn't have a business right now, just for life in general, that mindset is going to enhance every aspect of your life if you work on it. So that the secret is definitely huge. Rhonda Byrne, and she has It's on Netflix too, but it's like super corny. Like visuals are so corny on Netflix. So (laughs) I prefer the actual book, but I think it's on Audible too. So, but, but it's a great, great book. And there's a bunch of series with it too. And that, that's really what transformed me. And like, you know, I mean, I was, I think I've always been like successful, but I really like, and it wasn't until like, I really read that that, that that's when like my life really exploded. Uh, I love
0: that. No, that sounds awesome. I mean, um, I haven't read that one particularly, but I'll be on Amazon. I'm sure later today, probably getting getting it delivered because that sounds awesome. I mean, um, something I've read recently, just like a little tidbit was just, you know, if you want, if you want something, give something first, and then usually it comes back to you. And like, you know, I've been trying to practice that a little bit is like, Hey, um, even if it's just the smallest thing, you know what I mean? Like give back your time or give back, you know, help somebody do whatever, you know, a little thing. And then maybe a bunch of those little things will add up to the big thing that you're kind of striving for, but like, you know, give back to whatever it may be. Um, and then you'll get it. So that sounds like kind of along those lines, you know, practice, just put, like you said, putting out, you know, to the world, something that you want them to see, something that they, that, that they would be, you know, that you would be proud to put out there and, and not necessarily bring um, kind of a Debbie Downer mentality to, to other yeah. people.
1: Yeah. And even just within yourself, you create this peace within yourself when you know, like when you're in that state of gratitude, believe me, it takes time. It takes a lot of personal development, but it's so worth it.
0: It's so worth it. Definitely. Definitely. So, so- Pam, where can um where can my audience find you if they want to ask you any questions or listen to your podcast? Or um, you know, I know I also saw that you have a, a little clothing thing that's maybe launching soon or as it has launched. So, you know, if they want to buy some stuff.
1: Sure. Yeah, totally. So I have my website, um, www.pamelabarty.com P-A-M-E-L-A dot com, And then the podcast is theunderdogshow.com, www.theunderdogshow.com. Um, and then in terms of the Blazers, so that is actually, so I'm launching a Blazer company called B Blazers probably gonna be awesome. in like a year and a half, I would say. So something like that. Um, we just finished pre-production. It's a lot of time to get to like design, you know, thought process to design into like fine tuning the actual product. So um, we're almost there. We're almost there. So we're psyched about that. So that'll, but that'll be all over like my website and, you know, that's, awesome. I'll definitely talk about it too. So anyway, you can find me.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for your time. I mean, this has been a very uh, positive, encouraging episode. I've really liked talking to you and, um, and getting to know you a little bit more and and you have some tremendous insight into things and and a good perspective. So, uh, I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Yeah, no, this has been awesome. So, um, we'll wrap it up and, um, yeah, I'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks Pam.
1: Thanks so much. Have a good night. You
0: too.